Moshe Rabbeinu reflects on his tefillos that he received the permission to enter Eretz Yisrael, despite the fact that Hashem had initially stripped that right from him due to his actions on Meimariva. And Moshe Rabbeinu reflects with the words, translated commonly as, and I implored Hashem at that time. But the question is, what exactly is the precise meaning of that word, and why did Moshe Rabbeinu specifically choose that word to describe his tefillah, or his tefillos? And was it the appropriate kind of tefillah? Would we call this tefillah a successful one or not? And depending on the answer to that question, which perhaps you may, in your own mind, be debating it. Is that the kind of tefillah that we should model our tefillos after? So we'll address those questions as we enter another dimension, a dimension not only of pshat, but of remez, drash, and sod, a journey into a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome to Parsha Pardes, or Parsha Paradise, here at the Database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where this week's Parsha is Parsha Zavashanan, and if you enjoy these shiurim and you want to partner up with us here at the Database with the sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations, or you want to join the Database Podcast WhatsApp group for frequent updates for upcoming shiurim, or for every link for all uploaded shiurim, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. And now, returning to the meaning of the word ve'eschanon, what I think we'll see very soon is that, as you see in the title of the shir, we'll have new thoughts, new insights on a common English expression that we use all the time. Could you do me a favor? Those words, could you do me a favor? What does it mean when you ask someone to do you a favor? So you'll think about that and keep it on the back burner as we take a look at the pashup shot of the meaning of the word ve'eschanon, Tupshatim from the Midrashim offered by Rashi. So Rashi first points out, based on the Medrash Tanchuma, that the word va'eschanon, right? So we know that the vav means and, the aleph means I, and I. What is chanan? Chanan, says Rashi, is from the Lashon of chen, which is commonly translated as favor or grace. And in this vein, Rashi continues and explains, based on the Medrash Tanchuma, that the word chen is related to another word, chinam. Right, the word that you're familiar with from Tishabav, Sinas Chinam, or the Bechia Shal Chinam, right? So often translated as baseless hatred or baseless crying. Perhaps we can argue that it's purposeless or gainless hatred, gainless crying. And in the same vein, something that is Chinam is something that is free, something that, requ- that entails no cost, no additional gain, no money taken out of the pocket, nothing being cashed in. Moshe Rabbeinu is asking for a matanas chinam. What is a matanas chinam? It is a free gift. It is a favor. Moshe Rabbeinu is asking Hashem for a favor. And in this vein, Chazal points out that Sadikim always daven for a favor. They daven for a matanas chinam, a free gift. They never ask for anything in their own schus. They never will suggest in their tefillah, that I deserve this, it'll always be in the form of a matanas chinam. And we could think about for a second, if anyone could have cashed in any schus, if anyone perhaps had extra schus to go around, it might have been Moshe Rabbeinu, and even Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest tzaddik, um, he himself asked for a matanas chinam. A question to think about for now also is why that is. Why would Moshe Rabbeinu daven specifically for a free gift for something that he wanted so desperately? Why Moshe Rabbeinu daven for a matanas chinam? But the second shot that's offered by Rashi is 
based on the Sifrei, and he explains that the word for for v'eschanan for chein davening in the lashon of tachanunim, same expression of a supplication, is just another one of the the ten different phrases that we find for tefillah. In other words, perhaps even though each tefillah has its own unique flavor, Barashi suggests that the word v'eschanan in the second shot is more of a generic term for tefillah. Um, extra additional bonus learning that you can do is take a look at the Mepharshi Rashi who explain why Rashi um, wasn't satisfied to offer just one shot. Some interesting interpretations that we're not going to look at right now. But Rashi offers two um, explanations of a shot that Veschanan is either asking for a free gift a lashon of chen, a lashon of favor, or it's just a generic expression for tefillah, of which in our religion there are many. Now we take a look at remez, and we have a couple of incredible remezim. Perhaps the most famous one offered by many midrashim is the gematria of the word ve'eschanan, which equals 515. The chachmas the he points out um, in the name of the in the name of the Pnei Yehoshua, that uh, the Pnei Yeshua quotes that this is based on a Medrash Pliya. Medrash Pliya points out that Veschanan equals 515, which corresponds to 515 special tefillahs that Moshe Rabbeinu Davin did just to enter Eretz Yisrael. The Chacham Asanach also points out that the Pnei Yeshua must have um, not had access to the Dvarim Rabbah, because apparently in um, you know, a more basic Medrash, the Dvarim Rabbah in Yud Aleph Yud, so it's in, you have to go all the way to Vizos Abracha to find this Medrash, but this is explicit in the, in the Dvarim Rabbah that Moshe Rabbeinu Daf in 515 Tefilos. It's also quoted in the Midrash Agada, Chaf Gimel Gimel, 23.3. And the Daz Zikhanim brings down this uh, Medrash as well, that Moshe Rabbeinu Daf in 515 Tefilos. And it was at that point that Hashem said, you should stop davening. And then he explained that had Moshe Rabbeinu Daf just one more time, Hashem would have had to let him in. Hashem would have given in. And thus in that vein, Hashem said to Moshe, Ravlach, and he says, don't ask me anymore regarding this matter. And yet, the Balaturim tells us another very interesting thing to know about the gematria of the word Vashanon, that the gematria of the word Vashanon is actually Shira. And the Balaturim explains that Moshe Benur didn't just nabim, but he sang. Part of his tefillah was actually done in song. This is what, Hashem, what Moshe Benur hoped would appeal to Hashem, as it were, that through his Shira, another form of tefillah, that he would be granted entry into Eretz Yisrael. And the Panea Haraza points out on this Balaturim that... The gematria of Veschanan and the gematria of Shira is also the gematria of Tefillah, which seems to suggest, as we've said so far, that Veschanan is apparently a paradigm of the appropriate kind of Tefillah. The Tefillah that we've explained, whether um, so far it's just a generic Tefillah or perhaps a very specific kind of a Tefillah for a Matanas Chinam. But the gematria of Veschanan 515, also the gematria of Shira, also the gematria of Tefillah. Now we move on to Drash. And a very interesting couple of Midrashim that we'd point out is that which I mentioned earlier, that Moshe Rabbeinu, had he dominated an extra time, um, he would have been answered. This is pointed out by many, but um, specifically by the Vilna Gon, who explains that he would have been answered. He, all, he explains, based on the Midrash, which connects um, to Eved Ivri, that Moshe Rabbeinu um, was making like an Eved Ivri, who says, so well, we're back in Mishpatim, so the um, the Eved Ivri, he says, I love my master, I love my wife, I love my kids, and I don't want to leave. So the Medrash um, picks up on this and explains that Moshe Rabbeinu, in the same sense as davening, that Hashem, I love my master, you're my master, I love, and I, I love uh, my wife, I love, uh, I love the Torah, I love my children, I love the Bnei Israel. don't make me leave. 
And in that vein, Hashem said, no, don't say it again, because the Pasuk by Evadivri says, in Amar Yomar, if he will say it with a double Lushan, if he repeats it, if he says it more than once, then we have to give in. Then we pierce the ear of the Evadivri. So Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, don't say it one more time. Another Medrash pointed out, similarly, is that when Moshe Rabbeinu um, uses the word no in his tefillah, we pointed this out in previous Parsha Pardes um, Shirim, that, um, that Moshe Rabbeinu had a Kabbalah, that if he says the word no twice, this is based on the Zohar, if he said the word no, please, twice, so then Hashem would have had to give in the same way that Moshe Rabbeinu Davin for Miriam, um, Kelna Rafanola, he said the word no twice, and he was answered immediately. So in the same vein, Moshe Rabbeinu, had he said the word no one more time, that would have been it. And it kind of, of brings us to the question of why Moshe Rabbeinu didn't Davin an extra time. You could say, well, Hashem told him no, he wanted to listen to Hashem, do what Hashem says, but um, a, a question to think about. Should Moshe Rabbeinu have kept going? And the 515 tefillahs that he davened up until that point, so were they something that we would call a good and effective and successful tefillah? And yet, the Gemara in Brachos, while we are still on Drash, the Gemara in Brachos on Lamed Beis Amad Aleph tells us that we learn from Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah. If you look specifically at what Moshe Rabbeinu says, we learn that we should arrange our tefillahs the same way. What does Moshe Rabbeinu do? He um, first presents a shevach. He says to Hashem, you've already begun to show me your great deeds, all of the miracles that you've performed, the wars that you've battled for us, all of the wonderful things that Hashem has done. Now, can you answer my tefillah? Moshe Rabbeinu first delivers a shevach before presenting his bakasha, a praise before his request. And the Gemara says in that vein, we should do the same thing. And like we said earlier, all tzaddikim daven for a matanas chinam. So you give a shevach, then you have a bakasha, and with no strings attached, you're not asking Hashem for anything that he owes you. You're not saying, look at all the mitzvahs, look at all my effort, my amelos. You just ask for a free gift. And the question is, why? Would we call Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah successful if at the end of the day it seems like it did not work? And we'll, per- we'll perhaps find an answer when we move over to Sod in the Kabbalistic Sefer, the Reish Chachma, in Sha'ar Anava, Vav Nun Aleph, in 651, he explains why is it that we daven for Amat Naschinam? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu daven for Amat Naschinam? So you might suggest for uh, a whole slew of, of possibilities, that maybe a tzaddik never fully trusts in his own schus. Maybe a tzaddik realizes that in Olam Hazet it's not worth it to ask for anything in your own schus. Why would you waste the schar in Olam Hazet when you can get more in Olam Haba? Maybe it's out of anivos, it's out of humility that we don't daven in our own schus. We don't try to cash in anything, but we just ask Hashem for a matanas chinam for that reason. However, the Reish Chachmo explains that when you daven for a matanas chinam, a free gift comes from the Otsar Elyon. It comes from the highest Otsar, the highest, most supreme chamber of Hashem, the highest storehouse. That's where it comes from. In other words, when you ask for something in term, uh, based on a schus, when you ask based on something that, uh, based on any cash payment or any other kind of currency, whatever it may be, there's always going to be a limitation. There's always, it's always going to depend on whether or not you deserve it. It's going to depend on how much you're offering. But if you ask for a free gift coming purely from Hashem's grace, when you say, Hashem, can you do me a favor? When you ask someone else, can you do me a favor? Please do me a favor. I'm not giving you anything for this, but I just want you to do me a favor. So at that point, when you're not putting a price on it, 
There are no limitations to the thing that you are asking for. Whatever is going to follow, I'm just asking for it out of your mercy, out of your kindness. Give me whatever you have. And Hashem has everything. Moshe Rabbeinu Davins, that's the most powerful tefillah. Now, why wasn't Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah accepted? That might be beyond us. And Hashem decided that that was it. But what is true tefillah? Is tefillah about getting what we want, right? That's what we often think of as an effective tefillah. A tefillah that works means I got exactly what I asked for. But what if the whole point of tefillah is actually just to have a relationship with Hashem, that you want it because you want it to come straight from Hashem, meaning it's coming from Hashem's zone, it's coming from Hashem's goodwill, His favor. If it's coming from Hashem's favor, then we trust that whatever it is Hashem is giving us, He's giving it to us. He's giving it to us from Racham and from mercy and from favor. And if so, whatever Hashem is giving us must be for the good. If we're asking from the Otsar Elyon, we're asking from the highest, most supreme storehouse of Hashem, with no limitations, nothing else, then perhaps we accomplish everything we need to in a tefillah, whether or not we are answered yes, even if we are answered no, but the bonds that we have with Hashem, our entry into the Otsar Elyon, is perhaps worth it um, enough if what we are really trying to accomplish with our tefillah is what we are supposed to. And perhaps that is why we model our tefillahs after Moshe Rabbeinu. Even his tefillahs answered no, because at the end of the day, what is tefillah other than the recognition that everything I have comes from Hashem, and that Hashem is going to be the one who's going to be in charge of what I get, what I do not get, that I recognize that Hashem is in charge, if that's all you get out of tefillah, you've gotten everything that you need to get out of tefillah. That is what tefillah is. It's a relationship. It's Hashem's ability to say yes. It's Hashem's ability to say no. And in that vein, we should all daven with that recognition, that understanding of Hashem's mastery over the world and, and, and the purpose being for our relationship with Hashem and His mastery. That is perhaps the meaning and the precision of this incredible word of Vayas Thank you for joining us here at The Database.